Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here, sitting with Jesse. Greetings. We're at Conduit Coffee, as yep. usual. And it's summer, supposedly. Yeah. Summer, summer-ish. Uh, and uh, I felt like iced coffee, so we're playing around with iced coffee. We actually, we did a show on the cold wave before, didn't we? Uh, we did. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, <laughs> Maybe one know. of our faithful listeners can let us know. <laughs> did we talk about this before? I don't think we did exactly this before. Well, whatever. Oh. We're doing it now. We got your Peru, the something, something. Yes, the Ellie Cruz Lopez. Ellie Cruz Lopez. Yes, via our friend um, James that was on the show oh, yes. a few episodes ago. Hi, James. Mm-hmm. James. James. Coffee's beautiful. Tell Ellie hello and Wilmer. And um, we, uh, we brewed uh, one regular Chemex and one iced, like Japanese ice method. Chemex. Yeah, we brewed them both as Chemexes. Yeah. And then, but one method was ice in the bottom of the craft of right. the Chemex, and the other is with the cold wave. Yeah. Cold brewer. Cold. Yeah. So the cold wave is just a chiller. You brew your coffee regularly, you pour it in the cold wave, and you insert the essentially frozen block, and yeah. it chills it down without diluting. Yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah. Keep it in your freezer. It's a nice way to make coffee real quick. Yeah. Um, without it getting weird or funky or stale. Yeah, because the thing with the, uh, I mean, the Japanese ice method is also a nice process because that's also pretty straightforward, but you're diluting the coffee. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, I, the ratio is different. Yeah, I mean, we can, I can explain that. I mean, go for it. I mean, these taste different. Interestingly, I think the Japanese method tastes sweeter. Maybe. Uh, so that's the idea. The, the Japanese method with the ice in the bottom, the, the idea is that it cools down the coffee really quick and... Um, and so the purpose of the ice in there, and we, the, we change the ratio because the ice is going to melt when the mm-hmm. coffee hits it. And so that becomes part of that ratio. So, yeah. um, I mean, there is still ice, fair amount of ice yeah. left in the craft of the Chemex. Yeah, um, but that, that, that ice, that water that's part of the ratio didn't do any of the extraction. Right. So, you know, it's a slightly different grind. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, yeah, it's different, different. Because you pour less water yeah. through the top, and so yeah, yeah, you make a little bit more of a concentrate. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty darn close to the same basic parameters. Yeah. I mean um, it's, they're both it's made actually... with forty grams of coffee. Um, the regular method, uh, hot to the cold wave, was um, six hundred fifty grams of water through it, and the other was four hundred over three hundred fifty grams of ice. Yeah, I've been wondering if if one of the keys to the Japanese ice method is that is that the the hot coffee is chilled instantly like the second it drips out of the the whatever right like uh, it, it hits the ice and starts to, is that is that having a massive effect and I mean, so that's I, old that's old wise millennial speak that it does like it locks it it's bro it. science yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've been i've been thinking about like trying to maybe fashion some kind of funnel system with the, the cold wave such that i could brew directly into it Oh, just to see if the just to kind of experiment with that. Maybe we can do yeah. that on the show. Like <laughs> do that. You, you just like this is why we need a YouTube channel. Either either we like I don't think you can drill into the top because they're like that's solid. Um, like there's a hundred of these tubes. There's like no room in there. But you could right. snake a tube through the um, spout and maybe rig well, something you just on drill top. Drill a hole in the top. Because I mean, maybe you could drill a tiny one. What if you did a bunch of little holes? And then put the AeroPress on top of it. Maybe. It would be really hard to do without probably damaging the tubes. I think the easiest thing to do would be to snake a... Uh, what is that? Uh, 
super producer. Is that going to actually go in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there looks like there is a potential You're hired. We forgot to introduce Ben on the episode. Uh, this is Ben, real Ben. Quantum Ben. Quantum Ben. Okay. <laughs> I think he uh, traded being on the podcast for some delicious coffee. That's fair. So I'm very happy with both of these brews. I think they both yeah. taste wonderful. Yeah. Um, what are your I, impressions? I've been. Uh, I mean, I actually like. I've been really, really pleased with the Cold Wave lately, just because. Um, I have a lot of different coffees at home, and some days I'm just like, I really want an iced coffee. Oh yeah, and I just brew it regular and yeah. toss it in the thing, and bam, I've got my iced coffee. And that's I mean, that's nice. what I do with uh, my AeroPress. Yeah, but um, it's nice. I I've forgotten that how much I enjoy the sweetness that I think the I, I feel like the the I, Japanese ice method one is sweeter, and maybe that's because it's lacking something, and and so I'm seeing. I agree, it almost sweetness. feels colder. It could be. I mean, this this is supposedly chills. So the cold wave supposedly chills it down to forty degrees. The I mean, I don't know what the temperature is that the. I just it's more like the flavor, like the the Japanese method. We shouldn't even be calling it Japanese method. There's nothing Japanese about it. I thought it was. Over I ice. thought it was like, like a a Hario V60 invention in Japan, and that's why oh, it's called I the Japanese know. ice method. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they made that. Well, let's just call it the ice method then. Yeah. Hot okay. to hot to cold. I don't know. The, the, the iced method. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was getting more of like sugar browning um, and caramelization from the uh, the cold wave. Cold wave, um, and that that was why the uh, ice method seemed a little sweeter because hmm. it didn't have some some of the like toasted. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of body on there. That that um, there's like that toasted almond or a. Almost like a almond and chocolate sort of. A I feel like there's more brightness on the cold wave one. Really? Maybe more acidity. Maybe I'm misinterpreting what exactly it is. Oh. What it you're talking it might about? Be both. It yeah. may be, maybe more acidity and more of the caramelization stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, we're gonna do some spooning. Yeah, I learned this during our ASMR. <laughs> I mean, the, the ASMR uh, featuring uh, Simon Spooner and uh, what was the other dude's name? <laughs> yeah, those guys were weird. I don't think we should let them back. No, probably not. <laughs> Wait, so why are we spooning our coffee now? Just to uh, aerate it over our palate so we get a little we bit more of a... We can't aerate out of them. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly can't do that that annoying thing. Yeah, no, I, I, get, a little bit of I get way more brightness on the cold wave one. And more sweetness on the, the iced one. But yeah, I'd be really interested to try brewing directly into the cold wave. Yeah. Just to see if 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 the instantaneousness of the chilling has that much of an effect, or is it a ratio thing? Right. I mean, it could be. I'm I'm thinking about the you know the full body, the full extraction. What you're saying is not having as much water go through, so potentially not extracting as much out of the coffee on the ice method. Yeah, yeah. So it could be just missing something. Right, and that might be a good thing to be missing it. Yeah. You might enjoy that. I don't know. Um, Although that's what that's what the main the main issue that people have with cold wave or with sorry, cold brew is that it's missing an entire dynamic <laughs> of the coffee because you're not using heat to bring coffee out. And I think the argument with using a coffee chiller is you get like the arguably full extraction of right. the coffee. But then again, does that really matter? Yeah. If we enjoy this cup. 
I like them both. I, I'm not going to say I like one more than the other. I think the, the Chemex over ice is... Uh, one of my favorite iced coffees ever was a, a Panama Geisha iced weird. off of an AeroPress because it tasted like honey mm-hmm. and melons. Sounds like a good cup of coffee. Yes, it was a 90 plus. Oh. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that that would be your favorite cup of coffee? One of. One of. One of. That would be a great episode. Favorite cups of coffee. I mean, we're just going to be talking about nostalgia. Yemen the whole time, and we've done a lot no. of... Ye- no? No. Okay. Maybe you will, because... Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, so, yeah. Summer's here. It's Summer. great. This That's is great. Uh, this is like the third or fourth ice chemics I've made this year. Um, I love it in the afternoon. It's such a nice way to make coffee. Um, anything over ice. So I, I, so I actually realized, uh, as I was putting together the issue that I just published, that this will be the first year where I don't have an issue that is about iced coffee. Because I almost always do one, huh. like around summertime, just because that's what you do in summer. You drink a boatload of iced coffee. Yeah. Kind of like in, you know, winter, you drink a bunch of pumpkin spice and mochas. <laughs> right? No. No? Oh, oh. Okay. Pumpkin spice. I didn't see that coming. Really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have a response to it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> yep. Lots of events and stuff in the summer. Yep. Cold brew is really coming out. Everybody can go drink their cold brew at their cafes now. Yeah. I think it's you'd be hard pressed to find a cafe that doesn't have cold brew. Yep. Uh, a lot of places now doing the nitro cold brew and that sort of thing, which I think is a worthwhile experience. So we haven't had it. Yeah. It's a, we did a custom roast of this Peru for Fremont Brewing for their cold brew tap. Mm. It's delicious. So Actually, we'll be back around probably by the time this episode airs. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to all sorts of uh, summer stuff with with coffee. Yeah. Um, Are you going, got some going on any trips? Uh, Going to do some backpacking, and um, I have this time. I have uh, Espro's Ultralight travel press nice which is not iced coffee or anything no you know it's just a french press but it's like (laughs) it's it's like i don't know they they made it for that exact purpose in mind so i'm gonna try it out and see how it goes yeah i don't know i have i have some like heavier duty french presses that are great for camping but you know they weigh like two pounds (laughs) totally yeah i got a cool one it's one of those mugs that has a French press in it, but it's actually a totally quality steel mug, and yep. the press is kind of cool, and it's it makes two nice cups of coffee in the morning. So, yeah, and it's your mug for camping. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, yeah, that's what I've been using. I've got I've got one of those from uh, <laughs> Planetary Design. You got some events coming up this summer, yeah? Oh yeah. Let's talk it's about talk about conduits. summer on what's what's conduit doing? Oh, the next big one is going to be our Fourth of July party. Oh, some live music. So that's where we get to see Paul Allen explode a million dollars across the street. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. Seattle's Lake Union fireworks display. It's actually really cool. Um, so if you're in the city, please feel free to come by. Um, there's absolutely no parking. So ride your bikes. Yay. Or take the, the bus. Yep. And then a few weeks after that is at the end of July. Sunday the 29th is our... We're hosting Bikeworks fundraiser here um, during the day. So it's going to be totally fun. Uh, all bikes and coffee. And we have a pop-up bike shop and probably a couple food trucks and... It's, uh, it's going to be a hoot. You say Sunday? Sunday the 29th. Sunday the 29th. Yeah, July 29th. Oh. Um, and Bike Works, they're a really great nonprofit, um, mm. creating access for people with bicycles. Yeah. Are you, uh, as, as I recall, this was a couple, two, three years ago, you got like silver certified or something, bike business, yada, yada? Yeah, from that? the uh, Bicycle Alliance of America. Okay. Yeah. Is that still I think a we're thing? bronze. 
I was just curious. The silver and gold are crazy. We don't, have, we don't have showers for employees. You know, we don't have a bike mechanic on staff. I mean, aren't you all bike mechanics on staff? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Don't you have a hose? Also, also on that weekend, we of course, uh, July 28th to 29th uh, is, is CoffeeCon. It's going to be here in Seattle. Yep. So um, it's a good summer for coffee events. There's the Fremont Solstice. Yeah, Fremont Solstice is coming up. That will that's going to be over by the time this episode airs. Yes, there will have been yes. done now. There will have been a naked bike ride in yeah. our neighborhood. Um, yeah, there's cool. The Amorzoko is sponsoring the Crush the Rush tour, and they're going down the West Coast. Um, so we went to the event last night, the first one they kicked off event, but it's a really fun team competition, team coffee competition. So they're going to start going down the coast. Um, and I would look it up, but they have a huge Facebook following, and yeah, it's through Amorzoko. Man, it was a blast. It was so much fun. It was, it's a timed competition for a team to present eight drinks. And they have to be the same drinks, and there's a board. And so every round, they have to make the same. Interesting. Each team has to make the same drinks. Um, I wonder how much... Yeah, so it's uh, not about the latte art, the quality, or it's about the presentation. So the judges, it was great. It was a whole lot of fun. Crush the Rush. I would say those are going to be coffee events down the West Coast all year, yeah. all summer. I wonder how much... Uh, I wonder how, how much events like that like reach out to actual... Uh, just regular consumers right because whenever I see events like this I go to them and they're fun and it's great but it's just all people who are in the local oh, industry yeah. you're you trying to sell La Marzocco as a brand to the industry who will then sell it to people so it, it's like more internal facing anyway that kind of thing but it's true I mean how do you get people more engaged with these coffee events and get people out there and that's why I really like the triangulation coffee tasting events yeah. um, because anybody can do it you know and you learn how to whistle with a spoon which is kind of fun that's true. Um, you know, versus latte art, which takes years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite wasteful. Um, what are you most looking forward to personally this summer? Personally, I think it's going to be a beautiful summer, and I'm really excited about the Northwest mm-hmm. and hanging out. So kind yeah, of I'm looking forward to getting trips. out of the city. We're going to build some stairs, so I'll stop falling down the ladders. Oh, sweet! Yep, it's going to be crazy. That was a big event here. Um, <laughs> you fell down a ladder? Oh, you didn't hear? No. Oh yeah, we'll when? talk about that off air. Okay. Yeah, right off. All right. Well, uh, we're going to end the show so I can hear about Jesse falling off a ladder. Cool. Sweet. Cheers. Cheers. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.